Hello everybody, it's Matt. And Desiree. And you know what time it is. Another episode of the Garage of Horror. Podcast. They're coming to get you, Barbara. everybody welcome back to the new garage of horror i know it's been a while <laughs> yeah we know you missed us <laughs> so so much <laughs> and it seems like everything has really gone to hell since the last time that we've done an episode <laughs> oh my god for real <laughs> maybe now that we're back the world will stop ending <laughs> <laughs> well i mean when we left before we were in the midst of covid and yeah. now, I mean, COVID is still around, but now we have, like, riots, and Seattle has been taken over, <laughs> and they, like, they took City Hall, and they kicked out the police, and, you know, all this, this craziness is going on, which, you know, I think is long overdue. Oh, yeah. But, anyway, so, and actually with, I know we were doing a tournament, when we went on our hiatus and we will get back to that but i kind of wanted to you know get an episode under our belt first you know get back into the swing of things and in the last i think what well, it's been probably about a month and a half since we've done an episode i know at least a month yeah i, I didn't know, know if time we were... was like <laughs> lost all meaning me. yeah pretty much but yeah, so since we've been gone, you know, there's just been a lot of craziness going on. You know, you have stuff with the police because, you know, George, that cop murdered George, George Floyd. And that's what I'm going to say because that's exactly what happened. Oh, yeah. um, you know, like that's going on. All kinds of, you know, there's peaceful protests about it. And, you know, you had some riots. You know, you had some looting. Um, and then it hasn't really been a great time in the horror community either because i know you're not as active on twitter as i am yeah but it's been it's been crazy like there was this whole thing with um fangoria and Cinestate and birth death i think birth death movies i think it's called like basically like Cinestate was like the studio and this guy worked for them and it turned out that you know he was accused of raping an underage girl and they kind of like covered it up and he was harassing all kinds of people like all kinds of women and you know they didn't really address it well we know what color he was (laughs) or or do anything (laughs) about it um so you know not even really going into that but you know uh so like that blew up Mm -hmm. big scandal there yeah and then like Yes, yeah, so like people have like kind of stopped uh, reading Fangoria. Um, you know, there's just been like kind of an exodus there, and you know, there's the the horror community really is. There's a lot of women in the horror community, you know, and a lot of them are upset, rightfully so. Yeah. Um. You know, so like that was going on, 
And then um, there's a big thing because, you know, Diana Prince, who does, plays Darcy mm-hmm. on Last Drive-In, um, like, people were saying mean things, like, to her on Twitter, like, about her looks and, you know, stuff like that. And, like, she, you know, put up a big post, like, you know, of her without makeup on and talked about, like, you know, all the times in her life, like, this is not something new. Like... She's always been like putting up with this, yeah. Um, you know, so the beautiful women always do, yeah. So <laughs> the the horror community has been turbulent. Real life communities have been turbulent. Yeah. I was um, gonna say I heard about the whole Joe Bob Briggs transphobia thing. Not too much about it, just you know, like reading different posts on Twitter that that seemed like a whole big thing. Yes, that was, and I mean, basically he made a comment where he was talking about the LGBTQIA label, you know, and how like, you know, using a label labels people. So like, he wasn't really being, at least in my point of view, he wasn't really being transphobic. And plus like Joe Bob Briggs, like his real name is John Bloom. Joe Bob Briggs is a character that he, that he plays. Right. Okay. Um, so a lot of the stuff that like the rant, like a lot of the stuff that he writes is satire. And well, we all know how well people do <laughs> with satire. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it tends to go over a lot of people's heads. Yeah. And so I've been watching all this stuff go on because I'm on, like I said, I'm on Twitter a lot. So I've been watching a lot of this stuff go on and the stuff out there. And it was just like, okay, if we're going to, we're going to come back on, you know, I kind of want to, I want to talk about these things, but I didn't want to just do a new episode and be like, all right, this is what's going on. And I'm going to preach at you. (laughs) So that's why, yeah, no, exactly. But see, that's why I chose Carrie, 1976, Stephen King, because at its root, what is that about? It's about this girl who's made fun of for the way she looks. She's made fun of for basically everything in her life. She doesn't fit in. She's bullied, you know, she's bullied constantly. You know, they end up taking it too far and she lashes out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is hers, you know, worse because she has telekinesis? Yes. <laughs> but I just feel like, you know, in terms of people being pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed until they, you know, lash out is really a, a big thing of what's going on right now. Yeah. So it was like, uh, Carrie en- en- encapsulates that, you know, from a movie perspective. That makes sense. So, you know, I kind of just wanted to use that movie to compare and, you know, contrast with what is going on. Fair enough. So everybody, I would guess everybody in the horror circles knows what Carrie is and has probably seen it. <laughs> 1976. You have Sissy Spacek as Carrie. Pepper Laurie is her crazy ass religious mother. Um, I believe, just to get the, the number stuff out of the way, it said the budget for it was $1.8 million And it has gone on to make 338 <laughs> So it definitely... Uh, Earned back its budget. Earned back its budget. It's also been remade twice. <laughs> I thought um, there were a couple remakes. Yeah, the original was 76. Uh, the second one... Well, the first remake had Angela Bettis in it. And it was like remade for TV. I think USA did it. 
I I don't remember like the USA Channel. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the year it was. I know outrage. <laughs> um, and then it was remade again with a theatrical release in I want to say twenty thirteen, maybe twenty fifteen. It had Chloe Grace Moretz playing Carrie. And Julianne Moore playing her crazy religious mother. <laughs> but I honestly have to say that I have not seen that one. It's 2013. Okay, so it was 2013. Yeah. I have, I, I, I've seen the original. Um, I saw the one on USA with Angela Bettis. Because, you know, I always, you know, they did it like the miniseries route. I think it was like on two nights. You know, because they tried to be really faithful to the book. You know, so they needed more time. Right. Um, and I was a fan of Angela Bettis. Uh, she was in a movie called May, which I don't think you've ever seen. Nope. Um, it's it's an interesting little <laughs> scary movie. Um, but I was a fan of hers from that, so I was like, oh, she's going to be playing Carrie. I'll definitely check it out. And then by the time twenty thirteen came around, they were doing it again. It's like, okay, I don't I don't think I really need to see another one. <laughs> Even though I like Chloe Grace Moretz and I like Julianne Moore. So, you know, maybe I'll rectify that one of these days. <laughs> but I just didn't feel the need to at the time. Fair when it was new. So, I'm sure that you have, you've seen Carrie before. We watched I it tonight, actually right? I don't think I have. Like, I thought I had, but when we were sitting there watching it, I, yeah. I think I've just heard so much about it. Like, I know the story so much that... That you thought you saw it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you had a false memory of of seeing it. Because, like, it really threw me that John Travolta was in there. (laughs) That was actually John Travolta's first movie. Wow. Yeah, see? No idea. So, how do you... Uh, we'll just go to our normal route. Like, what is your first impressions? I mean, I know it's going to lose points because it's so old. It <laughs> <laughs> actually wasn't that bad for being old. I think because they don't have so many special effects. But, I mean, really, it wasn't a bad movie. I couldn't really get into the beginning. Like, you know, with all the bullying. I don't know. It just bugs me. <laughs> you know, it, I don't know if you noticed, but I was kind of... not all that into it I can't say aloof I think that's what it is cause like it made you uncomfortable yeah just a little see like that yeah see like that's for me like I can't identify with the beginning of the movie cause like I'm not a woman like you know what I mean Like, like her freaking out right and thinking that she's dying because she's bleed, you know, her period comes. Yeah. And she freaks out and she thinks she's dying because she's bleeding from down there. You know, like I've heard stories like that. Yeah. And I mean, I could see how that would be a perfectly logical reaction. Yeah. Like, like if you weren't randomly bleeding from Like if you weren't told, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then like for that to happen, you'd be like, yeah, I mean, I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, so but like on a so like I mean like emotionally, I guess I can identify with how terrifying that would be but as far as you know on a personal level like i'm not a woman so yeah you know what i mean like i can't 
you can't relate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's that, I mean, I don't know, because it's not like I was bullied a lot in school. I think I'm just too empathetic towards it. Plus, you're fighting the hormone monster because you're eight months pregnant. That too. <laughs> <laughs> and she's a bitch this time around. Let's <laughs> just put that out there. Stupid shit making me cry all the time like I'm some kind of snowflake. <laughs> so I have to ask you then, like, when we you watch her get bullied, right? Mm. And I'm going a specific way with this. And I would actually love to hear what people think on Twitter tomorrow, like once they hear the episode. But she gets, you know, bullied. She has a lot of stuff. And then, like, what happens at the end is just, like, horrible. You know, she's, like, happy. You know, she's doing this whole thing. And then, like, they dump blood on her. You know. And just ruin everything. And she snaps out and murders everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so which camp... Do you would you say you fall into? Is it like, oh my god, that's horrible. <laughs> she murdered everyone, or they deserved it. <laughs> I think I might be a little bit in the middle because, like, the the gym teacher didn't deserve it. You know, I mean, I know. Well, Tommy kind of got knocked out, but Tommy didn't deserve it. So it was like. A lot of people that were still innocent didn't deserve to die that died. But, yeah, the ones that tormented her, fuck them. They deserve it. <laughs> See, that's what I think is the funny thing about a movie like Carrie, right? Or I'm trying to think of, you know, another movie. Okay, like, I, I, you, I know you've never seen any of these, but, like, um, there's, like, a whole subgenre of, like, revenge movies, right? Yeah. Um, Death Wish. Uh, you know, that that's not really a horror movie, it's an action movie, but like dude's daughter, right, gets raped and the cops don't do anything about it. So he goes full vigilante justice and just starts blowing people away. Yeah. Right. And then you have stuff like um Last House on the Left. You know, two girls, you know, the girl gets raped. And then, you know, their her parents end up turning the tables on their attackers. And, like, they fuck them up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I spit on your grave, one, two, and three. Like, you know, same thing. Like, you know, girl, woman gets raped and then, you know, she comes back and ext- extracts, like, horrible vengeance, like, yeah. on these guys. And, you know, you sit there and you watch these movies and it's like, with Carrie, like, I am, I, I was firmly in, like, get them. Yeah. <laughs> burn it all down i don't know what that says about me as a person but i think because how you're saying no this person was innocent and that person was innocent like my mind kind of thinks well maybe they were innocent this time (laughs) because and especially if you read the book like this is her whole life yeah (laughs) okay so just because they didn't do it this time Yeah. yeah it's like what what but you know, we, how can I articulate this? So, you know, you can watch a movie like Carrie, right? And how is it that, you know, you, me, and I, I'm guessing a bunch of other people that watch Carrie, Last House on the Left, you know, movies like that, like we are able to, like you said, empathy, right? 
we are able to empathize with these characters so that when we get to the third act and they start horribly exacting their revenge, like we are on board. Yeah. (laughs) Right. It's like the people that this is happening to deserve this. They totally have it coming. Burn it down. Like fuck them up. Right. And you cheer. Mm -hmm. Right. Like we were watching, we were watching the movie. Right. And John Travolta's character and, you know, Chrissy Hardison, you know, they get out. Yeah, and I was pissed off. (laughs) Before, you know, the carnage goes down. She ends up getting them later. But, you know, you were like, oh, and they got out. They caused it all. But you were mad because you wanted to see them get their comeuppance. Yes. Right? (laughs) Okay. So, how is it that we can watch these movies, this movie in particular, right? And we only see a a snippet of Carrie's life, right? Like, we're not seeing her from kindergarten, like, all the way up through. Right. Like, we're getting just this very, however many week snapshot of her life, starting with her period, till what happens, right? Right. And when she snaps out, you are at least 50% on board. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right. So, then why is it? That so many people an unarmed black person gets killed in the street by police, right? And this isn't the first time it's happened. Happens a lot. I know. Tamir Rice, Trayvon Martin, you know, Sandra Bland, Breonna Taylor. She was asleep in her own house, Mm. right? And so the black community gets mad, right? And they start protesting. And the ones in Minneapolis, they burn the police station to the ground. You know, Seattle has that going on. But then you have these people that say, well, as soon as you start rioting or looting, you invalidate your point. Yeah. So if we can understand why Carrie would snap out and murder a buttload of people over something that's been happening to her, let's say she's in high school, it's like, okay, so prom's their senior, so probably their senior prom, so we'll say she's 18. Right? Okay. Suitable assumption. Yeah. So, you know, you usually start grade school around age six. So let's assume she's being bullied from the beginning. So after 12 years, she has enough. And she snaps out, and we're on board, and we're cheering, and we're like, they deserve it. But the black people as a race have been systemically held back for 400 years years but if they burn down a target your point is invalidated yeah I think maybe it's you know like when you're watching the movie you're seeing it happen you know like like actually happen to her whereas you know like with this going on you know everything it's like well, it didn't happen to you. It's not affecting you. They're not seeing everything that black people have to go through and deal with and worry about every day. Even like in a couple week snippet, they're just seeing some headlines, which most of them blame on the news. And, you know, they're like, well, you're overreacting. This is ridiculous. You know? But I just, I just find it, a very interesting dynamic that people can watch a movie and yeah or just in general like in a movie if something terrible happens to someone 
right? We're like, oh, they gotta go, yeah, right? Like, yeah. or or even if it's not something terrible, like I mean, think about, um, you know, most scary movies have that douchebag character, right? Yeah, like think, like like that. yeah, like think back to the Friday the Thirteenth reboot that had um, Jared Padalecki from Supernatural in it, right? Yeah, that blonde guy. Yeah, the guy that that Daniel Panabaker's character is with, he's just a fucking tool. He is a massive (laughs) fucking tool, and you are just like, I cannot fucking wait to see him die. Yeah, (laughs) right. And then Jason does get him, you know, puts him on the tow truck thing, and he's got the 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 tow thing coming out of his chest, and then the truck drives off, and it just drags him down the road, and you're like. Fuck yes, that's what you get, <laughs> right? So like, he didn't even really hurt anybody. He was yeah. just a fucking soul. But we're like, yeah, get that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> it might have a lot to do with you know, like this thing distinguishing reality from TV too. I mean, I know people seem to have an issue with like living in reality, but I think it's like easier. I don't know, maybe. Maybe that's it. It's easier to watch the movie and think it, and then you come back to reality and it's different, and you feel like it should be different, and it's like a higher standard. I get what you're saying. Like you, since your brain, you're basically saying that since your brain knows it's not real, yeah, you can, because because that happens in horror movies all the time. Like people root for the villain all the time. Yeah. Like look at how many people love Freddy Krueger, right? Like, you know, like, he became this cultural zeitgeist, you know, t- tapped into the zeitgeist, just, like, became huge, has his own TV show, has merchandise that goes on to this day. Like, you know, there was people in the 80s that were, like, dressing, like, you know, kids had Freddy Krueger pajamas. And it was like, dude, he's a dead child murderer. That <laughs> <laughs> it's heavily implied that he also abused them sexually beforehand. So, yeah. like, you're dressing your children... In things that bear the resemblance of a dead pedophile child murderer. Yeah. So, so maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I think a lot of issue comes in, you know, we're sitting in reality, basically. And people want to live in their own little bubble. Yeah. Oh, well, I wouldn't do that. So, I don't think that. So, why would anybody else? Nobody else is going to do that. Nobody else thinks that way. Yeah. I think I think it also says something too about maybe not so much back in the day, but especially now. And like I like movies that um, you know uh, stay relevant, you know, or suddenly become like you see something in a movie and it's like, wow, that's really relevant yeah. now. And it, like take Carrie's mother for example right Mm -hmm. like she's religious and normally for the most part i do not have issues with you know religious people but like she's a zealot yeah right like i think we can all agree that like her mom is like overboard you know like carrie comes home because she has the period you know she's like why didn't you tell me and her mom's reaction is well what kind of sinful thinking have you been doing because if you were free of sin the curse of blood would not have come to you and it's like that, as a matter of fact, I sat there, I said, that's not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> I think that part really bugged me, too, because, like, I mean, I knew it was, like, a thing, 
but I was never really told about it so much or like when to expect it kind of thing. So when your period, did, yeah, okay. So when it did happen to me, it really freaked me out too. Like I thought I did something, but you know, like it's just yeah, like it's part of life. You need to to educate your children too. and I mean like the closest I can get to that is that like obviously like I said at the open I'm not a woman so like I don't have that firsthand thing there but you know in terms like I'm the oldest okay and like I have a I've told you the story before you know my sister is four years younger than I am yeah. and my mom and you know stepdad used to go camping all the time and like they would disappear man like a whole weekend and it just just be gone you know because I'm 18 you know well, actually, I wouldn't even have been 18 at the time because, like, when do when do women usually start their period? Like, it's it's I mean, a puberty thing, right? Nine and 16. Okay, so, I mean, even if we go with, you know, nine, I'd have been 13. You know, I think I was a little older than that, thinking, like, six, like 16. So, I'm going to guess, like, maybe she was about 12. and But they were gone. Yeah. They were gone for the whole weekend. And, you know, like, my sister's upstairs doing her thing. I'm downstairs. I'm watching TV. And then all of a sudden, like, my sister's like, I'm bleeding, you know? And I'm like, okay, you're 12. What are you telling me for? Put on a Band-Aid. Like, you're you're good. And she's like, no, like, I'm bleeding and you can't see what I'm doing, but I'm pointing (laughs) down toward my private area. And I was like, oh. (laughs) Now, keep in mind, when I was 16, this was 1997. So, cell phones not as prevalent (laughs) as they are now the networks not as good as they are now you know so like when my mom and them went camping and were gone all weekend like they were gone like i had no way to to get a hold of them like at all yeah exactly yeah (laughs) yeah so like i at 16 i had to calm her down and you know explain to her what was going on you know, and I'll just say I did better than Carrie's mom. <laughs> okay, like there was no simple little whore. <laughs> yeah, there was no, there was no blood of sin. But you know, I was like, you know, and and thankfully, you know, my sister wasn't stupid. Uh, you know, and you know, she knew it was coming because you know, my mom didn't you know keep stuff like that. But you know, I had to talk her through it, and then I had to go to the store and I had to buy her some. Yeah. You know, and silly me, you know, I'm standing in the store and, and like I'm looking. And as far as I knew about periods, I didn't really know about pads. Not that you like our audience is going to love this conversation. <laughs> but um, I knew what the difference between a pad and a tampon was. But I didn't know that, you know, for somebody just starting... That, that a pad would probably be better right? because it didn't actually have to go in. Yeah. You know, so like I, I always, I was just like, Oh, you're having your period. Oh yeah. Tampons. Yeah. So I'm down there and I'm, and, but I'm looking and it's like, how many different tampons do you need? <laughs> <laughs> you know, R S like, you know, like all these different things. I have no idea what the fuck I'm supposed to buy. <laughs> you know, but luckily there was a there was a female worker there working and she saw me with my deer in the headlight look on my face <laughs> and I explained to her what was happening and how old my sister was and she was like, Okay, yeah, you're not gonna want tampons, you're gonna want these, you know, and she helped me out and it was awesome. <laughs> you know, but 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a whole lot. <laughs> so I think that's another thing. I mean, I know yours is, well, even mine's kind of like a lot older, like here. Early 2000s, right? <laughs> Late 90s, early 2000s, all kind of in the same time frame. But it's like, the, the sexual education in this country is fucking garbage. And it has always been garbage. And it needs to fucking get better. Because kids shouldn't have to worry about this shit. And parents need to start educating their children too. Because the school doesn't fucking do it when it comes to that. Or if they try, they get yelled at for how much they tell. Yeah. Or what they don't tell or how they tell it. Yeah. Because, and now we're, this is, see, we, we appear to have digressed or going on a tangent, but watch, it's going to come back around. (laughs) It's going to come back around like Sokka's boomerang. Right back around to Carrie White and her religious mother. That is why sex education is horrible. Because Because the religion. religion. (laughs) Okay. Like. The only safe sex is abstinence. Yeah. Sex is a sin. Sex it's is bad. Save it from marriage. You can't give them access to condoms. It'll make them want to have sex. No, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give them birth control. Then you're telling them it's okay to have sex. But have you noticed, though, that the, the point that I'm slowly making my way toward is, you know, a lot of Carrie's problems are compounded. By the religious fanaticism of her mother. Yes. Right? Like she's heavy into the Bible. You know, and again, disclaimer, I'm not saying you're bad if you're religious. Okay? Like I don't want people to accuse me of that. But like when you show up at, you know, your schoolmate's parents' house or your your daughter's schoolmate's house, you know, starting to trying to preach to her non-religious family that has absolutely no interest in it whatsoever. You kind of get a reputation. Yeah, but not even just that, but it's like at the, like, you know, she, instead of helping her daughter through this trouble of of her period and and not knowing what it is, oh, you sinned. That's why you have the blood, right? She, like, punishes her. And she punishes her. Yeah. And then, like, the, you know, at the, the end of the movie, right? You know, Carrie comes home. She's just been humiliated, you know, at the prom. And she just wants her mom. Yeah. You know, she's like, hold me, please. Right? Yeah. You know, she just wants comfort. She just wants her mom. And her. And instead, her mom's like, your dad put it in me. Yeah. And, it, and it was sinful. But then I liked it. And then she starts talking about how she should have killed her. Yeah. <laughs> right? And she was like, but I couldn't because I was weak. And then I should have gave you to God when you were born. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. like, she's not being comforting at yeah. all. Like, she's she's using her religious dogma to, to further, you know, alienate her and put her down. And... She's a witch. And, but I mean, and, but like, look, look at what, you know, we have lived through. Look at what we are living through now. Yeah. You know, like white people for ever, like when slavery was happening, tried to justify it with passages from the Bible. You know, the, this whole thing where I don't know if you saw today, but the Republicans are freaking out because they were trying to, you know, take, with you know, discrimination yeah. right things away from the LGBT, and the Supreme Court said, "Nah." Now, and did it? Sorry, <laughs> just real quick. 
did they actually reverse like the whole thing? Because the ones I said saw the Supreme employees. Yes, employees. They the Supreme Court said that like that transgendered, you know, and gay people fall under the umbrella of being a protective class. So they cannot be fired for that because that would be discrimination. Right. Because Trump and right. Pence were trying to roll that back. Yes, but when he, at least the one that I saw that he signed was saying that they could be like discriminated against medically. I don't know if the medical one has made its way there, has made its way there yet. Okay. But the point was, is that this one did make its way all the way to the Supreme Court and Gorsuch, Trump's first appoint judge that he appointed to the Supreme Court actually sided with, with him and Roberts actually sided with the four Democrats on the bench and was like, nah. Yeah. So like, that was a huge victory for, you know, LGBT. But even in that, like right now, like it's like you were starting to see in life, like why it is so important. Our founding fathers decided that, you know, you had to have a separation of church and state yeah, because they don't want religious beliefs dictating policy because you have people People like Carrie White's mother. Okay. We'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> like, Not what I was gonna say, but, <laughs> but like, she works. <laughs> yes, but like you know where everything is a sin, and you did this, and that's why this is you know happening, and da 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 da. Yeah. Right. Like, like a lot of today's like hardcore. You know, I don't even want to say hardcore Christians because I know it's not all Christians. Yeah. You know, I know most Christians are inherently good, but the ones you hear from are the loudest. Or like her. Yeah. The ones that get all the publicity. Yeah. You know, like that they want to take the the rights away from the LGBTQ because it's a sin. Yeah. Yeah. They want to do this because, you know, pro-choice is it's a sin. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, okay, but Jesus literally said, you know, hate the sin, but love the sinner. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's, they have to cherry pick. They cherry pick everything. It's fucking disgusting. But see this right here. See, we're having like these little side discussions about like what's going on. That this right here. This is why I picked this movie. Yeah. Because so, like sense. earlier when you were like, well, why are we watching Carrie? Carrie's not the one that won last time. I was like, well, no, we're taking a break from that. I was like, I have a very specific reason that I picked this movie to come back with, and, and you will see. <laughs> because I've been thinking about it, you know, and trying to figure out, you know, I told people that I wanted to figure out what our format was going to be when right. we came back. Because, you know, a lot of our episodes before we went on hiatus been like i was fine about a seat in my pants you know like i would just pick something out we'd watch it <laughs> we'd hurry up like try to record it you know and that was fine um obviously some people liked it because you missed us <laughs> yeah like people liked it you know and yeah it's fine but like i was starting to get burned out because yeah. i didn't know what i was doing from one minute to the next like the format changed like every show <laughs> you know so i started you know thinking about what it is like, what do I want the show to be? Yeah. And I started thinking more about it and more about it. And if you remember, when I was going to Penn State for psychology, for my final psych paper that one year, I wrote about the benefits 
that horror movies have for society. Right. And, you know, it was like a 10, you know, like what, like a 10, 15 page paper that I wrote. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I think that that might be some of what I want to do. Like, I think like maybe like, you know, I want to, you know, and it won't even have to be big movies. Like, you know, like, uh, you know, like the Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Streets. Like, you know, I mean, like, yeah, we can talk about those. But I think I like want to find, you know, find a movie that says something. You know, has something to say. Or even if it doesn't specifically have something to say, something that like we can uh, talk about in terms like this. Yeah, transfer to the world. Of like, yes, like, like how it, you know, plays into real world things that we're seeing now. Yeah. You know, because like when I wrote my paper, I wrote about how like, you know, horror movies are healthy because it lets you confront danger and terror in a safe way. Yeah. You know, instead of, you know, like, oh, I want an adrenaline rush, so I'm going to go out at 2.30, get drunk and pick a bar fight (laughs) because I want to feel alive. Yeah. No, you could fucking die that way. <laughs> you get hit in the head and get a fucking hemorrhage. Like you, you could yeah. pick the wrong person; they could fucking stab you. But you know, you go to the movies and watch Freddy Krueger kill teenagers for about ninety minutes. You know, and you get nice and scared, and you get to feel that rush, but you're never in actually any physical danger. Right. You know, so like that's what was what my you know paper was about. You know, it was about that and about how lessons you can learn certain lessons from horror movies that maybe you know weren't intended but still work out you know like i had talked about how like i was going to school in pittsburgh and i would have to walk home after my job late at night and you know i didn't go through you know dark alleys in in dark places like that you know not because i was like oh well that'll be dangerous like somebody could be down there it'll mug me you know like it's like one o'clock in the morning after fireworks night at PNC Park, and I was working. It's like okay, now I gotta walk home, and it's like okay, yeah, that alley would get me there shorter, but then I remember the alley in Nightmare One, <laughs> you know, when <laughs> Freddy comes down, his arms are all long. It's like oh fuck, now I go down that alley like Freddy Krueger might be down there, you know, and I start thinking about that, and I get scared, and I take the long way around, right? And it's like okay, well, obviously, in in the light of day. Like, Freddy Krueger was not waiting down that alley. Right. But maybe a mugger was. Yeah. You know, maybe a murderer, you know, was. Yeah. You know, so by seeing these movies and being a little bit scared, you know, it kept me from putting myself in a bad situation that, you know, I might have put myself in if I had not seen them. You know, right. if, I ha- if I was not afraid. Yeah. You know, so I think that horror movies have a very inherent value to society so and that's why i think it's funny that when people say horror movies don't have a message or horror movies were never political you just weren't fucking paying attention yeah <laughs> yeah definitely not okay so back to carrie <laughs> <laughs> what lesson does carrie teach you don't be a fucking bully <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot nicer than i was gonna put it i was gonna say don't be a cunt <laughs> And I don't say that just because it was primarily women being bullies. Listen, men can be cunts too. Yeah, yeah, you say that. I do say that <laughs> because I have called men men a cunt. But yeah, so I, I do. I think you know. Obviously, that's like the lesson here is 
don't be a bully. Take sympathy because you have no goddamn idea what people are living with. And we that's something else we see, you know, all the time. They're not talking about it much right now, but like with school shootings. Yes, there's, you know, like there's been several that it's just, you know, a dickhead kid wanted to go out and, you know, a fucking psychopath. But it started with bullying. You know, like you get the kids that get bullied and they get tired of it and then yeah, exactly what we were talking about yeah. with Carrie. It's like you can only you can only push somebody so far. Yeah. Right? And then something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, they say it in the animal kingdom all the time. You know, like a cornered animal will, will, will bite. You know, will fight yeah. back. Like they say there's nothing more dangerous than a, than a cornered animal. Yeah. Right? A desperate animal. And at the end of the day, humans are animals. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, I don't care how meek the kid appears. You know, if you push and push and push and push and push, eventually something is going to give. Yeah. And how that... should learn that lesson. (laughs) And how that comes out, like, you don't know. You know, for every kid that can't take it anymore and shoots up their school, there's another kid who kills themselves. I'd say there's probably closer to 10 kids who kill themselves. Okay. I was going for a (laughs) one-to-one comparison, but I get what you're saying. But the point is, but the point is, is that when pushed all the way to the end and they snap, the end result is always violence. Yeah. Whether it is outward violence against others or it is inward violence against themselves. Yeah. Okay. The point is, it always boils down to violence. Yes. And then you got idiots out here because you don't listen yeah <laughs> you know like what? kids <laughs> <laughs> but with this whole thing going on you know and the arguments i've had with people you know it was like well don't block don't don't you know people they just they, they want to tell black people how to protest yeah. Or how they're allowed to protest or, you know, what it is they're allowed to do. And it's like, okay, you don't get to do that. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, and if you're mad that they're pissed off right now and they're setting shit on fire, right? And stuff like that. Well, maybe, maybe, just maybe, and I know this is a radical idea, but maybe, just maybe, if you had paid attention and listened when Kaepernick was peacefully kneeling during a song... It would not have got to this point. Disrespecting the flag. But instead, yes, they wanted to make it about something that it wasn't. So that they could disregard it. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's the same. I had an argument with someone about that the other day. They're like, well, keep your keep your politics out of my football. Okay, equality is not politics. Yeah. Police brutality is not politics. No. It's human decency. And the only reason you want it kept out of your football is because when it's exactly it's because when it's in your sport it's in your face you can't ignore it it's the same reason why you want them to protest quietly you don't want to be inconvenienced because then you can ignore it and that's why i keep telling people it's like the very word protest is meant to be you are protesting it is supposed to make you uncomfortable it's supposed to make you see it It it's supposed to shock you into wanting to change things yeah that is its point yeah my favorite argument with the whole Kaepernick thing is, you know, well, he could have done more. 
if he were if he really wanted to stop it there's more he could have done that he made all that money and i'm sure nobody saw a cent so i pulled up the thing and you know it showed every charity that kaepernick has had donated to i don't think what year it went up to but you know for a few years and how much he donated and nothing not a response it's like he was doing stuff this was his way of bringing attention to it just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's not enough well that's what is that that's the thing that they wanted to move the goalpost yeah see because if he's just in his community and he's donating right you're not gonna hear about that yeah you don't see that. They don't see that. And that's that's the thing. They don't want to see it. Yeah. He was supposed to have my football. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then. Yeah. And then all of us, you know, living room warriors or couch warriors or whatever they're calling it. Now, you know, all you, you're just sharing all this stuff, but you're not doing anything. Like, well, I mean, okay. Me, personally, I'm not. I'm eight months pregnant and I have three kids to worry about. I can't really go out to like every protest, even though I would like to. And well, we're kind of poor, <laughs> so <laughs> can't go giving much to charity. But the least I can do is acknowledge that it's happening and spread the word that it's happening and that it needs to stop. Yeah, like everybody has something that they that they can do. Yeah. Right. Like the 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 littlest thing can make a difference. Right. And like going back to the movie, it completely backfired <laughs> and it ended horribly. But after what happened at the beginning, Sue Snell felt bad. Yeah. Okay. So she tried to do something nice. She tried to give Carrie something that would make her life better, even if for a night. You know, how many girls do you know would miss their own senior prom, prom and ask their boyfriend to go with another girl. Yeah, not very many. <laughs> right? <laughs> no. But she felt bad, and she realized that, you know, it needed to stop. So she tried to do something nice. Yeah. Like, you know, it's a Stevie King story, so it, it didn't, well, yeah. didn't work out. <laughs> but the point is, is that she tried. Yeah. Right, and, and that's I mean, Carrie did have a great night up until the up, end. And, up until the pig blood. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, in a way, it sort of helped. It just you know didn't last. <laughs> it was but, nice until it wasn't anymore. Yes. <laughs> in a way, it's like that is something that everybody can do. Like you said, you're pregnant right now. You know, you got three kids, so like you know, I work all day. Yeah. So, you know, you can't get out to a protest, right? Like, all of our money does go into keeping the house afloat, you know, <laughs> with me being, you know, the only one working, you know, so that, that's just how it is, right? Yeah. But kindness is free. Yes, exactly. You don't have to spend money to help somebody. Right. Right? You know, it's like that saying says, like, be the change that you want to see. Yeah. Right. So that, that that's the same thing I do. Like, you know, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, like, you know, I'm you know, I put that stuff out there. I'm like, look, this is what's happening, you know, and it needs it needs to stop. Yeah. And you know, I have that unique perspective. I'm lighter now, but when I was younger, I was spent a lot of time outside, so I was darker. You know, I'm biracial. I'm white, you know, my mom's white, and my dad's black. Like looking at my black curly hair, you know, like you can see it. But when I was younger, I my skin was darker too. 
Yeah. You know, because I was always outside, so then you could really tell. Oh, yeah. You know? We have the pictures. <laughs> yeah. And I used to get it from where I was growing up in the ghetto. I used to get it from both sides. Like, I wasn't white enough for white people, and I wasn't black enough for black people. Yeah. You know, certain ones. Not all. Yeah. But, you know, so I used to get... I've seen yeah. a couple, you know, biracial friends posting stuff about, you know, like, black to white people and white to black people. And yeah. They just don't quite fit in. Yeah, you just, you know, you kind of get it from, from both sides. Yeah. You know, so, but it's like, I do have that perspective of, you know, I'm not getting the, the, I wasn't getting the racism daily at a hundred percent, like somebody who does have dark skin, but I was getting taste of it, you know, like, and it sucked, (laughs) you know, um, and you know, like you said the other day, it's like, you know, you felt horrible because you were happy that, you know, our kids, they they can pass. Oh, yeah. You know, like, they, they didn't get any of the, you know, they're not dark. No. They're you know, and almost they, ghostly. Yeah, and, and while they have my curly hair, it's looser. It's, 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 it's like looser that. and it's your brown. It's not, yeah. it's not black hair. So, like, you know, unless you know. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, it's even, you know, the doctor the one time with uh, Connor's eczema was like, this is usually only something we see, you know, on African-American children. I was like, well, it is in there. (laughs) (laughs) I know you can't tell, but it's there. Yeah. And that's what people don't understand. I don't even, I can't even really say they don't understand it. I think it's something they don't want to understand. Yeah. You know, and that was a comment I made, too, about the whole Cinestate thing, because, you know, a, a, a woman had posted um, the article about it. And, of course, like, the two people were like, well, we had no idea this was going on. And it was like, well, no, people had audio yeah. of him doing these things. And, like, you never, you know, they were like, well, we never sought it out. And it's like, it's like okay, it's not that you didn't know. You didn't want to know. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And it's a diff. That's a, there's a difference there. Like, like the point blank. Yep. <clears throat> and that's how a lot of people are today. They they know, right? Mm-hmm. But they don't want to know. Yeah. You know, they, if it's if not they, a, if if it's not affecting their daily life. Yeah, then they can just ignore it. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah. You know, it's people that whole. Yeah, you know, it's that fuck you. I got mine. Yeah. And it's, it's like, the same thing that has driven this country to the fucking ground, like, for quite a while now. But, you know, but, and actually, you know, I want to amplify too, it's like, you know, we're talking about all this bad, you know, this bad stuff, but it's like, you know, it's also helping us to see, like, the, you know, that there are good people. Yeah. You know, these protests have been huge. You know, and it has been people of all races. It has been all over the world. Like, they had a yeah. protest for George Floyd in London. Yeah. Okay, you know, there was one in Germany. There was Honestly, one... did you see the picture of Germany? Like, it was huge. Mm-hmm. So, like, it had it's... to be, like, hundreds of thousands of people Yeah, it's, it's everywhere. It is all Maybe over. Thousands. It is all over the world. Yeah. So, you are seeing that there are good people. And it's like, you know, I was talking to... Two nights ago, I was talking to Haley. Y'all remember Haley? You know, she used to be my co-host on here. And, like, she has just picked up the baton of this and ran with it. 
Now, like, Haley is one of the whitest girls I know. <laughs> okay, like, she was that that prototypical basic white girl, basic white girl with her Starbucks. And, if you're yeah. listening, Haley, we still love you. <laughs> yeah, and all that, right? And, like, this stuff has popped off, and, like, she has just, she's like a fucking warrior, man. Yeah. She's been sending me videos. Like, she has been to so many protests downtown. And then she reached out to me. Um, you know, because she started talking to a woman and I don't have it in front of me right now, but like, it's, it's a case from a little while ago. It was like federal marshals, like busted in somewhere. And they, I told you about it. You know, they yeah. busted in, they shot this black guy 76 times, Yeah, I read 76 times. And then they tried to say that it was a gunfight and he had a gun and like, it was like, he was shot in his hands. You know, it's like, okay, well, if he had a gun, like, did you shoot through the gun? Yeah. Into his hands? Like, wh- wh- where was this gun? Okay. Yeah, and and 76 a... times? Yeah. 76 times. He's not a fucking Terminator. Okay. Like, I can yeah. guarantee you it did not take 76 shots to put this man down. Yeah. And then there was some shadiness with the report. And these got no arrest. No discipline. Yeah. No, nothing. But like she reached out and she reached out to this 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 guy's mother mm-hmm. and she's been talking to her and she's been blasting it all over Facebook trying to bring attention to the, you know, you know just trying to bring attention to these other things that aren't getting covered on the news. Yeah. You know, because a camera didn't happen to be on. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like a lot of people say it's like racism is not getting worse. It's just getting recorded. Yeah. Okay. Like it's. That was an argument I had too. You know, people, oh, they want to blame. Oh, it's just the news. The news is making it seem racist. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, white people are getting it too. It's like maybe, but they're not recording it. The cops aren't confident enough to do it in front of a camera in broad daylight to white people because they know there could be repercussions. Whereas, you know, black people, they don't care. They know they'll get away with it. So. Yeah, like, but she's been doing this and it's like, then like she, she sent me a text like, cause like her mom, that older generation. Yeah. All lives matter. It's the news. Like you were just saying, like all this stuff, you know, and like she's fighting with her mom, you know? And she's like, I just can't even with her anymore. You know, all this stuff, you know? And I was just talking to her and I'm like, dude, I was like, listen, fuck that you know who cares what she says (laughs) you know like i was like this is important you know it's like you're on the right side i was like i love seeing this like how you just like because like when i first met Haley, like she was quiet oh yeah you know like she is not someone you would have thought would be like out on the line yeah right and and that's what i told her i was like i have loved like seeing this and i was just like you know I was like, I'm proud of you and I'm proud to be your friend. And she was like, I needed so much to hear something (laughs) like that right now (laughs) because she wasn't getting it from her mom. Yeah. That's what most of my arguments have been with my family, as you know. Oh, (laughs) I know. (laughs) Fucking old people. They can work an iPhone that they didn't have in the 80s and 60s and 70s, but they can't fucking get over racism. And now, so back to the movie. <laughs> oh yeah. Can we, we can we talk about how 
what's her name? Chrissy Hart Har- Hargison, the main woman, the blonde, uh, the bitch. Yeah, she's a fucking psychopath. <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> no, like, look at it, right? Like, she's fucking with her boyfriend, John Travolta, right? You mm-hmm. know, saying shit to get on his nerves. Toying, you know, toying with him, like, come here, smacking him, you like, all this shit, right? Then she's the one that comes up with the pig blood scheme, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, she tries to get all the other, you know, she's like, well, I ain't going to that. You know, she tries to get the other girls to walk out with her. And then, after they do get out of the gym, right? Carrie's walking home. She's covered in blood. And, like, she tries to run her fucking down. Yeah. With the gar. Yeah, like, it still wasn't enough. Yeah. And, I mean, just looking at the way that, like, she was treating her boyfriend and stuff, too, it's like, she's a psychopath. Well, if you notice, she fucked with him until he slapped her. And then she's like, okay, now I'll blow you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the worst blowjob in history. But... <laughs> Yes, please regale us with what you with what you said during that. I don't quite remember other than it just she can't be given a very good blowjob if you know she's talking so much. <laughs> My wife, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what she what you said was she can't be given that good of a blowjob if she's talking so much and both of her hands are up here. Yeah. <laughs> she's coming from the side and her hands are on his chest. Like, come on. <laughs> Yeah, listen, listen, as someone who has psychopathic tendencies, <laughs> that bitch is a psychopath. Like, we can spot our own, okay? <laughs> and, like, that, that bitch was a psychopath. Like, he's fucking crazy. I mean, obviously, she was clearly obsessed with Carrie. <laughs> I think she was jealous. Carrie's a lot prettier. <laughs> was she, though? <laughs> I think so. I mean, she was really, like, fair and, you know, she didn't have the makeup going for her that Chrissy did. Yeah, she was, like, hella pasty. Yeah. Like, almost albino. If she had put on some mascara and eyeliner, I think it would have really made her pop more. But she did have, you know, like, the nice, delicate features. And she wasn't ugly. She was just pale. She was fair. So then would you say that, and I mean, we both know what I subscribe to, but let's say that Carrie, your daughter, right? Mm-hmm. And you're not a religious zealot. <laughs> you're you. Okay. You are a caring parent. And this has been going on forever, right? Now, which camp are you falling into? Like, are you a... <clears throat> Are you a violence is never the answer person? Do you really have to ask? Well, I'm asking so that you could... I school to sick those motherfuckers like in first grade. <laughs> Notice how she said she would have sent me. <laughs> I'm a pussy. <laughs> but I'd have sent you. Well, no, I wanted to ask because, you know, when, we were in, when I was in the army and we were in Germany, right... Caden had to ride the, the, the public bus because, right. like, you know, that was how they did it. And they smashed his box for his diorama, and it was a whole big thing. Yeah. And he came home, and, you know, this had been going on for, for a little bit. And, you know, I remember coming in from work and, you know, from the base, and I hear you talking to him, and you're like, you know, tell the bus driver, 
go tell the teachers they're doing this. And now, mind you, you know, we had had some stuff before up to the diorama breaking. Yeah. And I come in and I go, you punch that kid in the balls. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and, you, and your first response was, you're going to get him beat up. <laughs> and I said, listen, you lose all ability or want to fight back <laughs> if you're holding your balls. <laughs> you know, but... I think that's because of how and where I grew up. Yeah. I grew up in the ghetto, getting it from both sides. So I had to learn how to fight young. And that was how we settled everything. (laughs) Because if someone said some shit, you had to make them sorry that they said some shit. Yeah. Because that's the only way it would stop. Meanwhile, you know, I was the little princess that, you know, if somebody was mean to me, I told on them. (laughs) And... Because I'm a little white girl, I could get away with it, and they would get in trouble. And I was the baby of the family, so they would get in trouble. But I think, like, in terms of, like, Carrie, it's like, this had obviously been going on her whole life. If she stands up for herself even once, it probably ends. Yeah. Maybe. Or lessons. Yeah. I mean, I can't say ends completely because I had that kind of problem in high school. I had a group of kids that would, they would call me Mexican. No. Beaner. This or that because, like, I was darker, darker toned. You know, had the black hair. You know, they, it was definitely coming from a racial place. They just didn't have the right race. Because where I went to school, on top of the kids being ignorant, they were deeply, deeply stupid. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know. quality most of them graduated with. Yes. But, you know, it was... That was something I dealt with daily. Yeah. And my high school for me was like Fight Club. Like, I went to school every day. Like, whose ass am I going to have to kick today? Yeah. To make this stop. You know? And, you know, and I did. Like, I fought my way through 10 different kids, you know? And then finally, what I decided was that there was one. There was one kid that they all hung out with. Right. And he wasn't, this is going to sound horrible, but he wasn't as big or as fast or as strong as they were. Now, I mean, I fought all them. Yeah. Okay. And I I took some hits, but I did fight them. But then it was like, okay, you know what? It was like that, that animal thing. Right. Like if you're, if you're on that, not even that, if you're on the, if you're out on the Savannah, right. And, and the lion is hunting the gazelle or they're hunting the zebra. Which one do they go for? The easy one. The easy one. <laughs> they find the one that's hurt or the one that's lagging behind the pack. The point is they find the one that's not as strong as the rest. Yeah. So that's what I did. I found the one and hung out with him that wasn't quite as strong as the rest. And I whooped his ass. Okay. And then I looked at him and I looked at him. And I was like, every time y'all make fun of me, I'm going to whoop his ass. <laughs> so that's what I started doing. And like, there is one point I beat this kid up five times <laughs> in one week. Oh. And, but like, and it kept going and going and going. And what finally stopped it was we got into it and he ended up getting expelled. Wow. And once I got one of them expelled, they all quit. They all quit. Yeah. Because it was like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So it took longer, 
but my violence <laughs> solved the problem. <laughs> so I think that's why even now, when I see stuff on TV and it's like, oh, well, they're rioting and they're being violent. Good. Yeah. Sometimes you got to punch a bully in the mouth. That's just the way it's got to be. Yeah. So Sometimes- see, even my nonviolent self, you know, like, well, you fucking deserved it. You know, so that's what I was saying. Like, you know, maybe if. At some point in freshman year or eighth grade, if Carrie White had punched Chris Harkinson in her fucking mouth, <laughs> that would have been the end of it. Maybe. I don't know. Like you said, she's a psychopath. So it might. That's but true. It might have lessened it from the other people. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, like, once I started hitting on the one, and then I was like, I was fighting the other ones. Like, you had, there was, like, a, like I said, there was a group of, like, ten of them, right? And there was two that just, they just didn't get the message. Yeah. You know, and we would fight all the time. But the other ones, it was, like, once I split a lip or busted a nose, they quit, you know? Like, yeah. they might slide one out every once in a while. But then it was, like, you, you really want to do this? Yeah. And then it was, like, nah, never, never mind. <laughs> You know, other than those two. So, right. like, yeah, you're, it's going to lessen it. So that's why when some people say violence isn't the end, well, sometimes it is. Yeah. A riot's not an answer. Well, sometimes it is. <laughs> when nobody will listen and nobody else will stop it for you or stop it peacefully, then you got to take extreme measures. Yeah. It's like Teddy Roosevelt said, speak softly but carry a big stick. <laughs> You got to show them that, like, you know, when push comes to shove, you don't fuck with the wrong person, son. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, this is why I picked Carrie. (laughs) (laughs) So, let's, let's, uh, I'm going to climb down off my soapbox here and, uh, finish, uh, (laughs) alien, you know, get done alienating all of our people that like listening to the show i fully expect people to listen to this and be like dude no <laughs> but it felt like but with with me being biracial and seeing all this going on and the stuff that was happening in the horror 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 in the horror community which is a community that i love like i've been thinking about this for weeks so it was like i had this shit that i had to get off my chest and you know twitter you have like a 240 character limit I would have had to write a whole fucking thread. So I'm just like, all right, you know, when the podcast comes back, you know, we'll get back, you know, maybe we'll get back to our regular format. But this one, it was like, I was going to use this one to say everything I wanted to fucking say about what I have seen over the last month and a half. Yeah. And to, you know, let people know, you know, it's like I said, I am, I am biracial. Technically I'm bisexual. (laughs) You know, I got a lot of bi's (laughs) in my personality, you know? So it's like, seeing this shit drives me crazy and it's like you know i am an ally you know that's that that's how i am if someone is bothering you because you know you're gay or because you're a woman or because you're black or brown or you know this or that like i don't put up with that shit Now, that's not saying I don't like straight white people because, <laughs> because if someone's bothering you and you're like, I ain't going to stand for that either. He's defended me lots of times and I'm a straight white person. 
Not even against sexist stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you have to, you get some. <laughs> <laughs> Point is. <laughs> Alright, well, as I was getting to you, let's 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 come let's wrap this up with the, the movie. So Final impressions. What did you What did you think about What What did you think about Carrie? Not too bad. It wasn't like painful to watch. Yeah, I was gonna say you didn't seem to have your as violent a reaction to it as you do most old movies, <laughs> yeah. which I find funny because most of the movies you hate for being older in the eighties, and this was like even before that. <laughs> but like I said, like there was no. I mean, there was special effects, but there wasn't very many. You know, like, it wasn't weird mask, animal transformation things, or, you know, like the wolves, the werewolves, or vampires and shit. Yeah. There, I mean, granted, they're... Listen, I just have to say, like, because you're talking about that, listen, American Werewolf in London was made in the early 80s, and that is still one of the best werewolf transformations of all fucking time. I'm just saying, I'm not saying that they didn't do a good job for what they had at the time. All right, how many stars? I'll go with like three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. I guess that's not horrible. But then again, that's what I talked you down to when I had you a horror. Two different movies. Two different genres. Well, not really genres. Subgenre movies. I mean, I really like Harry. We all know I'm a big Stephen King fan. Um, I actually have, I can like look to my right and left and see like two different copies of Carrie. I got like a paperback on the bookshelf to my left. I got the actual hardback on the shelf to the right. <laughs> so, you know, and like I said, I enjoyed the one with Angela Bettis. Never saw the one in 2013. Um, and Carrie was actually one of the first movies I ever watched on Monster Vision, you know, with Joe Bob. And we all know how much I love that. Um I'd give it a four. Well, see, I'm only half a star behind. Yeah. I wouldn't go five. Um, you know, there's some ways I think it could have been better. Um, yeah. There's some stuff from the book that I would have liked to have seen make it into the movie, but they would not have been able to do it, <laughs> like, back then. Like, because, like, the, the, like, the book literally opens with, like, they're talking about how, like, when she would get mad as a kid, like, fucking boulders like, came out of the fucking sky and, like, fucked the house up. Yeah, yeah. so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 76, you know, a, you're not going to get that without looking comical. Yeah. I I mean, I don't, I never read the book either, but I didn't really get, like, the whole house sinking into the ground thing. Well, basically, you know, with her telekinesis and stuff, she was dying, and then, then she was all upset because she killed her mom. So, like, basically, like, her rage just pulled everything yeah, just okay. pulled everything down. I mean, I figured it was something like that, but. All right, I'll finish up. We got a we got a crying baby upstairs, so wife's gonna bow out. But I would amend. I give it a four for a movie, but in terms of like social commentary and lessons that we can learn from it, I'd give it a five. <laughs> All right, everybody. I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode if you didn't i can also understand that but like i said there was some stuff i wanted to get out and i promise that next week's episode will not be anywhere near as heavy as this one so 
please come back <laughs> if you want to. Bye. for you. Look, there comes one of them now. <laughs>